0: Thank, thank you, Gwen, you received my gift You didn't say no, thank you, no thank you Thank you, and how is it related to my message? Okay, let's turn to Luke chapter 2 Okay, my message, the Christmas story becomes our story, spread the message Spread the story, Luke chapter 2 And um, my message is going to come in three parts First part, the pair. Every part there is a pair of things, okay, and then you can learn something from these parts. Something that's good and something that we need to be careful about. So three parts, with every part there is a pair of something to learn. So let's start. Luke. We come, um, the writer of this, of course, Luke. It's on the birth of Jesus. And Luke, let me introduce Luke a little bit. He's a Greek doctor, missionary, companion of Apostle Paul. He wrote the, uh, the Gospel of Luke and also Acts, Luke and Acts together, as an introduction. This Gospel and Acts was an introduction for a new believer called Theophilus. And his emphasis was an area of the humanity of Jesus, as the one who understands. The people's weaknesses, he understands and he cares for their needs. So here, if you read through Luke, he records the details of Jesus' life. His family tree, his social context, his prayer life, his compassion. So even as before we read the word, why don't we just look to the Lord. Father, thank you for the first Christmas story. It involves us. Because you came for us. Lord, we thank you, and that we will truly honor you, truly have that feel of the first Christmas again, where we can worship you, where we can have that intimacy with you, O oh God, like the shepherds did, O oh God. So, Father, I pray for the Holy Spirit to come and to direct us and lead us open our hearts to your word, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen, amen. Let's read first from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. Okay, if you can, do you have the whole text? You can show two, 1 to 7. And now, let me read if you try to get that verse. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to a firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. Oh, sorry, up to seven. Okay, that's up to seven. My first part of this sermon is the heavenly gift and the saddest Words. What is again the heavenly gift And the saddest words Heavenly gift What is the heavenly gift? Verse chapter 2, verse 1 to 7 six, or Verse 6 While they were there The time came for the baby to be born And she gave birth to her firstborn son That's the heavenly gift A son is Given. And it's not just an ordinary S O N. It is the, the Son, S O N, the capital S, who is the Son of God. In Isaiah 9 6 says, for, us, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Because of God's love for us, He sent us His one and only Son, John three sixteen. The famous verse: God sent His Son. It's a gift from heaven. Jesus is a gift from heaven. Can you remember? Can you imagine the impact? Jesus is a gift for you and I, sent from the Heavenly Father Himself from heaven. For us. We're going to sing a few carols on and off here in the, in the, my uh, sermon. Just to get that Christmas spirit. You know, the world also sings Christmas songs. Have you been hearing Christmas songs all over when you shop? But the words Christmas songs are different. They sing Rudolph the red Nose Reindeer. They sing Santa Claus is coming to town. These are some songs that they sing. I, I just came back from... Philippines, and we were on Cebu Pacific, and you, go, and you fly Cebu Pacific, they always have games time, right? You know, whatever time they were, oh, games time, and you get some small little gifts from them, and so I've, nev- I've never won one, but Winston Chu always wins one. He's always prepared, you know, take out his wallet, oh, get something, you know, from the- and he's got a-, a few gifts, and so this time, the questions was on carols, carols, so one of the questions was, when did I see Mummy kissing Santa Claus? Huh? When did I see? I was started to sing, I saw Mummy kissing Santa under where, where? Where? Then someone answered, last night. It's true, isn't it? I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus last night. Ayah, last night. Okay. Then the next one was, what was roasting on the fireplace? Then I just shouted, Roast, What? What? What was roasting on the what? Chestnut! Then I just say chestnut! Then they heard me! Yeah, yeah! And they gave me a gift. And that's what carols, they are singing. But now in this song, or in this time in my message, we are gonna sing Christmas carols related to the messages of this message. I'm gonna sing first, Oh little town of Bethlehem. You know the verse says, They went to, to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house in the line of day. Okay, let's sing the two stanzas alone. O little town of Bethlehem. Let's stand to our feet. Come on. We'll sing this song. O little town
1: of Bethlehem, how
0: be seated and I want to read the third stanza we are not seeing but it says how silently how silently the wondrous gift is given so God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven and Jesus is a gift from heaven but very sad one of the saddest words here it's found in chapter 2 verse 7b. and she gave birth to her firstborn a son. And the saddest word is found here. she wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no room, there was no room for them in the inn. The saddest words, there was no room, no room in the inn. You know the song that we, oh, we, did we sing it today? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. Let every heart prepare Him room. Probably this verse here, this part here, let every heart prepare Him room, come from this, that there was no room for them in the inn. And it talks about having room for Jesus And people are still treating Jesus that way. There's no room in my heart. There's no room for you, Jesus. And he goes from heart to heart, knocking at the heart. And if you will open the door, I will come in. But people say, there's no room. My doors are closed. Jesus was in the... Womb, Mary's womb When they went to the inn And the innkeeper said, sorry, there's no room here There's no room for you So it's the saddest words Today Bethlehem had no room for Jesus Do we have room? It's the saddest because We are rejecting The gift From heaven It's a gift, the best gift ever And today You know, in this Christmas season, you receive a lot of gifts, probably. The best gift, someone said, the best gift under the Christmas tree is the gift of Jesus. But the saddest words that we will hear is when there's no room. Because men's hearts still reject Jesus. John 1, 10 to 12 says, He was in the world and though, though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize Him. He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. But to all who receive Him, to those who believe in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Now I was talking to Grant. thank you for receiving the gifts. Have you ever gave a gift to somebody and said, no thank you? Anyone has received and have that before? Nobody? Everyone took your gifts? But if you have said, hey, no thank you, how would you feel? Probably that person don't like you lah, huh? Don't want your gifts. This is a rejection of the King of Kings. The only hope of the world. You know, I, as pastor, I, I heard your sermon, you No, know, even though I was not here, I heard it on YouTube, Pastor Grant. And Pastor Grant talks about, you know, the Israel trip that a few of us pastors and other members went. And one of the parts that we went to was in Mount of Olives. And we looked at Jerusalem. And we wanted to pray for Israel. And I believe when we stood there and look at Jerusalem, I tell you, just tears just flow freely. Just looking at Israel, looking at Jerusalem. Tears just flow, and I believe many of the team members just cried. Here was the people His people He came to his own, the own His own people Rejected him The gift from heaven Was rejected When he draw near Luke says When he draw near And saw the city Jesus Wept Over it Because of the rejection Of his own people The saddest was, There's no room Do we have room? In our hearts for Jesus. Christmas involves so much, isn't it? I know you've been busy shopping, cooking, wrapping gifts. you know, parties. Yesterday we went for a cell gathering and in going to that home of the cell meeting, I was passing so many people having siu you know, the roasting, you know, the pork, you know, in the, in the, uh, the condo area, you know, outside there. And, wow, so many parties. And people are busy. And sometimes they're so busy, the month passed by so quickly, and say, hey, how did I celebrate Christmas? But it was with all this distraction, the hustle and bustle of Christmas. Christmas. Shopping and rapping, and who gets what, and what I cook. I remember, you know, many years ago, I think it's 20 years when I was pastor somewhere else. I remember one lady I said, hey Didn't see you in church that day Oh, or Miss Niwa. Oh. Sometimes very hard to see now right? Because three services So very hard to say I didn't see you Because you might be in another service But it's one service only, So I can say Hey, didn't see you oh. I said, yeah la. I was boiling soup la. I was boiling my soup Huh? You're boiling soup And you cannot come to church Because you have to wait for the soup I remember two years Boiling the soup Wait for the soup to boil And sometimes it's like that you know, I'm so busy. I couldn't come to service. You know, in the Christmas time. You know, I'm so busy with distraction and with the decorations, and you know, we are cooking and cooking, and it's time to do your upside down rice. And only Pastor Gwen knows how to laugh because he/she made the upside down rice. Anyone have heard of upside down rice? Huh? Nobody is from. We added in Israel. Upside down To help you understand uh, What is that that cup That dim something That we turn back Upside down You understand You just turn back Then you see all the chicken Uh, This upside down Something like that It's a big pot Everything is bottom So you turn it up Oh you see all the chicken The Upside down So you want to know How to make Ask Pastor Gwen She sent us pictures She never invite us You know She only sent us pictures only WhatsApp, but I'm going to cook for my family. Hi, you're like that. Outside, down rice. Get a recipe from her. Then invite us. So we're so busy. And like mother, say, hey, what is this people? Why are they not helping me? Why are they not helping me? Hey, come on children. Why are you doing that? And we become upset. Like mother, and this is Christmas. And Christmas passed. Huh? What did I do for Christmas? Did I? The I, my mind was it on Christ Jesus? Was I worshiping Him? What was I doing during Christmas? Did I have room for Jesus during this Christmas season? We have one more week. Whatever you have been, oh, stressing over, calm down. Take a break. Know what is truly Christmas about? Do you have room? For Jesus, it reminds me of the little girl who quoted John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only forgotten Son. <laughs> ah, sometimes uh, we have forgotten Jesus. Yeah, it's Christmas. Huh? Christmas is about Jesus. His only forgotten Son. Do we have room in our hearts? The happiest words, therefore, the saddest words. But the happiest word is. There's room at the cross for you You might not have room But there's room at the cross If you are a pre-believer here You're not yet become a Christian There's room on the cross for you This is a song, you know Those oldies will know how to sing There's room at the cross for you Pastor Gwen, you know Don't know, you're too young There's room at the cross for you There's room at the cross for you Though millions have come There's still room for one And yes, there's room at the cross for you. That's the happiest thing. There is room for me and you at the cross of Jesus. Every often, here and there, people open their hearts to Jesus, open their rooms to Jesus. And it's it's a great feeling when you lead someone to Jesus. And Jesus continuously says, come, unto me. Come now, let us reason together. He says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Let's make room in our hearts for Jesus. When you make room for him, he makes room for you in paradise, in heaven. The best news, now the second part of my story is the best part, uh, the best news and the paralyzing hindrance, Luke 2, 8 to 14. Let me read to you, Luke 2, 8 to 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Do not fear. I bring you good news that will be co- uh, cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor lies. There was, it talks about good news, but to me, it is the best news. The best news because a Savior is born, who is Christ the Lord. I know there are two weeks before me, Pastor Gwen talks about also the good news. Pastor Winston talked also about the good news and talk about Christ and talk about the Son of God. And the gospel is truly good news of great joy to take away all the fears. You know, thank God the good news or the best news is not about rules and regulations, what you can do, what you cannot do. It's just you only believe by faith alone, you receive the good news. Then we are right Having that right relationship with God, with the Lord Jesus Christ. Israel Redeemer has come. And this was the good news that we can share to everyone else. So, the name of Jesus, Yeshua, Hebrew is Yeshua, it means Yahweh is salvation. And he was so named when the angel appeared to Joseph, nine months even in Matthew. Uh, Matthew one twenty one means God saves God saves and now here in this portion the angel begin to tell the shepherds the other names and titles of Jesus he says he will be called saviour the new infant to be born is going to be the saviour for sure but what does he save us from? What is his saviour? Why does his name saviour? Is he going to save us from something? And of course, he's going to save us from sin. He's going to save us from eternal death and hell. He's a saviour. Because we are, we have sinned in our lives. We cannot save ourselves. Jesus has come to set us free, to forgive us of our sins. And when we have sinned, the Bible says what? Because your sin, there's death. Internal separation from God God, and there's internal damnation. So He saves us from sin, from death and hell. Because that's where we will go to if we do not receive His forgiveness of a Savior. But He saves us from sin, from something, to what? Is it just save us, that's it? But He saves us from sin and death and hell To a kingdom of life To a new kingdom A new life of righteousness And an eternity in heaven with Him That's the Saviour That's the life we have A new life And His name is Christ Anointed One To be prophet, priest and king And that's the role that's playing He is our prophet He is a priest He is our king and he is the Lord. He is God. And we say Jesus, many people say Jesus is just a human being, a prophet. But here tells us he is Lord. And to the Greeks, Lord is he is deity. He is God. Jesus is not just man or a great prophet. He is God himself. Someone we need to worship. And after that, the angels, heavenly hosts came. And there was... Two lines of what they praise the Lord. Glory to God in the highest. And secondly, on earth, peace on man to whom his favour rests. People were searching for peace. For 400 years before Jesus came, God was silent. From the Old Testament, then over to the New Testament, God was silent. 400 years of silence. But then suddenly broke into the silence. He broke into silence by speaking through his son. How he spoke was speaking through his son. He sent his son, Jesus. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. As his son would bring. He's the only one who will bring the peace that we need. Not the Roman Empire, not the Roman government. People were looking for peace. To them, Romans, they were trying to give peace. And the way of that peace was through violence. So it's terrible, you know, killing the people, uh, uh, putting the criminals on the cross, uh, crucifying them through violence. But only Jesus, the Prince of Peace, would give peace. So the best news that was given was given to the shepherds. Shepherds! The only announcements, in a sense, announcements of the birth of Jesus, it was to shepherds. Let me tell you about shepherds. Throughout history, the earlier days, you know, of Israel, shepherding was a noble profession. Profession. Abel? Adam's son was the first on the job. Then Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and of course, King David. This is all shepherds. God calls himself also our shepherd. And we are his sheep. Which, but actually sheep is not very complimentary, you know. Eh? Because very dumb animals. Eh? But God... Calls himself our shepherd. But by the time it came to the first century, however, shepherding has lost its position already. Shepherds were the lowest class of people coming just ahead of lepers. Shepherds, very low class in the Talmud, which is a collection of interpretation, interpretations and insights from rabbis, uh, you know what they say? No help is to be given to heathens. Yeah, Non-Jews. Huh? No help is to be given to heathens and shepherds. That's how lowly they look upon the shepherds. So somehow, during the Judean time now, uh, the Judean shepherds came to be known as the lowest of the low. Vagabond, outcasts, thieving rascals maybe they brought this social stigma upon themselves because they could be robbing people along the way when they travel. And so therefore, it's interesting, God entrusted the greatest message ever from heaven. The bunch of smelly, caste shepherds. Think about it. Is there a Statement he he is making. What is he trying to tell us? The lowest caste despised, you know, and the message of a saviour born was given to them. God has always had a heart for the forgotten. Always had a heart for the despised and the lowly. From the very beginning of time, Jesus came to those who are, Humble to those who have a need. Matthew nine twelve to 13 says, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So you say, oh yeah, God will never love me. I'm so bad. I came for you. Exactly the weapon you came for. For sinners. Look, 18 says, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and set the oppressed free." He's come to proclaim good news to the poor. Mary, in a song, after the Lord revealed to her that she would bear for the Son, unto to be a savior. Mary captured this in a song recorded in Luke chapter 152. It says, "He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble." Luke 14:11 says, "For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. That's the way of the Lord." As a people of God, we must remain in humility. He exalts the humble, our attitude in life when we go through life We, let us not be proud people Just God can see even from the beginning Going to the lowly, the needy Those who know we are sinners saved by grace We humble whatever position in life you have now become And many of you I believe you are very high position in life but always maintain that humility. Jesus reached out to sinners like Zacchaeus, Levi, prostitutes, the demon-possessed, the strangers, the Samaritans. It was not, now there were re- same region, scraps keeping washed over their scrolls, but shepherds looking after the field. So from shepherds here we see That Christ has been born for sinners just like us. For everyone matters to God. The inclusiveness of the gospel is seen here for all walks of life. He's no respecter of person. He loves, is available for all. No class is beyond God's grace. Even though we are called them, some people are called untouchables. God is actually also sent for them, no the one is beyond redemption. Hug the Herald Angels sing. There was the good news. Hug, let's sing a song. Hug the Herald Angels sing. When the angels gave forth this, he's going to be born. Savior is going to be born. Let's stand off it as you sing this victorious song. Hug the Herald Angels sing. the fast-fastness. There's a second verse that says, right? adore Christ, the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold Him come, offspring of the favoured one. Uh, in the, this version, it's favoured one. Well, in flesh, the Godhead see, held the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. Jesus, God with us. And that was the message of Christmas. He is with us. Turn to your neighbor and say, He's with you. Jesus is with you. But do you know there is the best news? But there is also the other side of what? The paralyzing hindrance. And what is the paralyzing hindrance? It is fear. Fear. We have the best news. God loves us. We have Jesus who is with us. But yet we have the greatest hindrance to us living that purposeful life which is fear. Fear paralyzes us, keeps us from doing what we should be doing. Fear makes us miserable. Anyone be happy with fear? No. Makes us miserable and ineffective for the kingdom of God. You know, four times, in the record of the great events of Christmas, four times in the events of Christmas, the message from God to man is, fear not. Four times, fear not. The appearance of the angels, you know, is the third appearance to the shepherds. I mean, the appearance of, the, uh, of angels to a shepherd here is the third appearance. We see other angels appearing to Mary, to Zacharias. Fear I was looking for fears and what are fears that people face? Then I remember, I started looking at this and it says, first is public speaking, which is I'm doing now. One of the biggest fears, public speaking. Hikes. Then the third one says, going to the dentist. I say, huh? Oh, maybe it's true, right? I, I, but I was looking at who is the one who was putting this list down, huh? 10 fears. Aiyah, uh, it's the dental clinic doctor who was listing this down. Going to the dentist. He says here, if you have number three as a fear, we can help you. Wow, very good advertisement, huh? Dr. Fear, if you fear of dental clinics, don't worry, we can help you. So I, I went to another site again and see what is the fear. And this comes from the learning mind. The top ten most common human fears and phobias. Number 10 was getting old. Huh? True or not? Uh, we fear to get old. Huh? Jeremy, you don't worry. Lah. You're not old. Lah. You always look young. Getting old. Number 9, being poisoned. I was a bit surprised. Number 9, being poisoned. Number 8, being a coward. Yeah, maybe lah. we don't recall people call us. Yeah, hey, you coward. a Chicken are you, you know. So number eight. Number seven is fear of bacteria, microorganism, I guess sickness or whatever. Lah. Then number six it says fear of going crazy. Maybe, right? We don't have to lose our mind. Number five, intimacy. People fear intimacy. I get close to you, E. Dristone. Why, yeah? Why, yeah? Number four, fear of, uh, this one I have, lah. i I, I got to admit to you, lah. number four, I have. Spiders, rats, cockroach, you know, uh, cockroach. Number one, my fear, cockroach, demons, monsters. Number four. Number three, what I'm doing now, public speaking, in the sense, huh? speaking to the public. Number two, I think it's a very real thing, fear of death. What do you think is number one? Anyone want to kick a lucky guess? <laughs> huh? Number one, fear. Uh, fear of pastor? Fear of pastor? <laughs> no, huh? not fear of pastor. Huh? Okay, good. Shout out loud. Sickness. Okay, maybe the bacteria was the foreigner. But he says fear of loneliness. Fear of loneliness was number one here. And maybe it's true. Right? We lose our loved ones and so on. But there are other fears. Fear of dark, fear of failures, fear of rejection. We fear commitment. We fear of insufficiency. We fear of lack. We are not good enough. There's a lot of fear. And God says, fear not. Fear not. What a great comfort, isn't it? Nearly hundred times in the word of God, we have the word fear not. Fear not. Then God knows our fears. We have fears, whether it's financial fear, our health, family. But our fears can become when we have confidence in God. In confidence in what the Word of God says. And to Joseph, he says, fear not. Fear not to take Mary, thy wife. To Mary, he says, fear not. You are favoured. You are loved. To Zechariah, he says, fear not. God answers your prayers. Fear not to the shepherds, fear not, you have a saviour and it's to us too. Fear not, we have a saviour, we have a Lord, it's God over your life. Fear not to Joseph, Joshua and Caleb, say, fear not, the Lord is with you. Fear not to Moses when he said to the people, Fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to you today. The Lord fights for you. Fear not. The Lord is fighting for you. Fear not. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Fear not. I myself will help you. Fear not. I've called you by name. You are mine. Fear not. Wow. So many fear nots. So when what asks you share with your loved ones and you are said, God, you want me to share? I'm a bit afraid now. What will God say to you? What will God say to you? Fear not. When you are in office, you you know you had to do a presentation and you are jittery, public speaking. What will God say to you? Fear not. And I think it's not. Fear not. Fear not. No, fear not. Fear not. That comes from God Himself, not me. Over the Word of God, hundreds of times, fear not. Because fear is the grippling thing. 2 Timothy 1, 7-9 says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but He has given us three gifts to overcome fear. Three gifts. And what is the gift? The gift of power. Wow. The gift of love. The gift of Sound mind I'm not giving you a spirit of fear But I've given you all these gifts I've not given you a spirit of fear But this I've given you Power, love, sound mind To overcome whatever the fear You need a sound mind Because when fear comes You think rubbish, right? <laughs> we think rubbish We think of all those things That will never happen But God said I'll give you a sound mind To think what is right So I've said about the heavenly gift and the saddest gift of no room. The best news, the paralyzing hindrance of fear. The last one is the powerful testimony. And what is a common response? What is the powerful testimony? Luke chapter 2, 15 to 20. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. I was thinking, there a song to sing, no? I don't think, okay, later on. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened and which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and potted them in, his heart, in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The powerful testimony. What was the powerful testimony? We have seen Him. We have seen Him. We have seen God. If you were a shepherd looking into the Savior of the world, He is not going to be the Savior of the world. You know, when Jesus was a baby, He's not going to be, when He's big, He will be. No, He is already the Messiah. As a baby, He's already the Messiah. The anointed one was looking into God Himself. How do we respond with such good news? How do we respond with the demonstration of God's love? You know the Bible says right when the angel told them. You know what the shepherds? Let's look at the shepherds. Like once they heard it, they quickly. You know their faith. You can see their faith. Let's go, come on, let's go to Bethlehem and see what the Lord has told us. They, the, the 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 word is literally the Greek word huh? They kept saying, they kept saying, shows their urgency that they want to go without delay. Come on, let's go. This wonderful thing that the Lord has told us. And so that's the faith of the shepherds. You can see their faith. And then, the obedience. They're not just saying, let's go, let's go, and you know, oh, wow, wonderful. But they went. They hurried off. They hurried off. Well, probably the angels did give them some description of where it will be, the manger whatever. And so they hurried to Bethlehem. The earnestness, they went hurried. And the test of their faith was obedience. Not only did they hear now, this Jesus Savior would be born here, but they obeyed. They went, and they found him. They had a God encounter. They found. They saw Jesus, and having found the Jesus lying there, the angel, as the angel had said, as the angel has said, what was the sign for them that this was the Savior of the world? It was the sign to you is. Wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. How many babies will you see wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger? And verse 7 says, and she gave birth to a son. She wrapped him in cloth. Did Mary know that you know, this was a fulfillment? She wrapped him in cloth. That was God's way. This is the baby. She wrapped him in cloth. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. And the baby, verse 16 says, who was lying in a manger. Exactly as what was prophesied was told to them by the angel. What would arise from the hearts of the shepherds when they saw this sign? This was a sign. Fulfillment of the signs. Here before them, he would be the saviour. He would be the saviour. Yeah, now it's Oh come, let us adore Him. Andy, Andy Chong, <laughs> let's sing the song. Oh come, all ye faithful. Oops, be careful, <laughs> don't fall down. Let's stand to your feet again. Oh come, have you were there at the manger? Oh come, all ye faithful. Maybe see that. You know, as I was looking at this verse, there is another verse from for this stanza. It says, see how the shepherds summoned to his cradle, leaving their flocks drawn nigh to gaze. We too were to bend our joyful steps. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. They were there, leaving their flocks. They don't say, hey, you know, oh, take care of our flocks. There was more important things to do, to go and see the Savior. That was the testimony. And therefore, we hear. They also shared their personal testimony. They spread the word. All who will hear them of the vision, of what the angels told them, and what they saw, they spread the word. They heard, they have announced, they have seen, and they spread the word. Today, I believe you and I have a powerful testimony. You and I have a testimony to the world. We have salvation. Even your salvation is a powerful testimony of how God saved you. And the Bible says, I've come that you have life and life more abundantly. That's the testimony, I believe, from you of what the Lord has done for you, your family, your healing. Whether how God help you through your finances, you have a testimony to tell. I'm gonna and to, I, I told you recently we came back from Philippines. Is the video ready? Yeah, thanks. And we were doing a, I was doing a uh, pastor seminar and one of the pastors, uh, assistant pastor came to me and said, Pastor, can you go and pray for my husband? One year, he has been paralyzed. One year, he couldn't walk. And I was doing the conference. I, I sent the team uh, and uh, Eddie and Seth, they went. And I'm going to show you what the Lord did. Come, let's show the video. It's a powerful testimony. Don't have. Oh, okay, never mind. I will just share. In this pastor's, uh, I, I think it's supposed to be uploaded. There. This pastor's wife, uh, husband, as I say, one year paralyzed. And so our team went and prayed for him, lying on the bed. In the name of Jesus, they asked him, In the name of Jesus, come on, rise up, rise up, pray for him. And to uh, truly amazement, we saw this man. I did, I did. They saw this man getting up and slowly thinking step one year. Didn't walk, paralyzed, couldn't walk. Taking baby steps, and he wanted to walk outside his house or more. He went to the door. He walked outside. Oh, you know the kampung is there. The kampung all over watching him. They know this man. One year never walked and he walked and walked. And I saw the amazement in the video. They video that thing. And how they were afraid. At first, they helped him first, huh? help him. And then there was uh, some block, uh, you know, uh, wood, and it was a bit higher. And you think, how? But he lifted up his leg, and he crossed and was walking. The wife cried, the son cried, everybody was tears, was brought to tears. The amazing power of how God heals. Let's give the Lord the hand. God heals. God heals! God heals! And after that, Nobody was helping him. He was just walking by himself. God help. We have a testimony. Y'all have a powerful testimony. Let me share with you a testimony. Somehow, I should share this testimony. What's recently happened? Talk about my phone. Someone will ask, are you sure to share your testimony on your phone? Oh, it's okay. I will share. I lost my phone on my trip to Israel. The first when we transited in Dubai. My phone, I left on the plane. How many have left phones on the plane before? Eh? No, I'm the only one. <laughs> huh? I'm the only forgetful one? Ayuh, terrible. And I left it. Oh, when I went down, I was looking for my... You know, three things I was always, on and off, I look. Three things when I'm travelling. I will see my passport, okay. My phone, my wallet. Everywhere I go, my wallet, my phone. And this time, when I went down, before I tried one. ah! Oh, three one listening, I quickly ran. You know, I said, I want to go back to the plane again. I? Can I cannot, you cannot go back to the plane. You go to the police station and ask, you know, the, the police will take you to the plane. But again, the police say, cannot. The, the iPod police uh, cannot go back. Ayo. go to the lost and count, found counter. Uh, my phone, uh, lost it. Da, da, da. Then he said, Okay, come I have your phone, call, call, call. No phone. Three hours I was on transit. Three hours waiting there. Sorry, they didn't find any phone. Wow, can you imagine? I'm I'm just on my first leg, you know, transit into Israel only. Not even into Israel yet. No phone. What means? Cannot take picture lah. <laughs> this was my one of the things. Ah oh, yo, my phone so good, iPhone 6s. What to take photos? Who cannot. Then after that, ah. Uh, Oh, all my things, my pictures, my thousands of pictures there. I, I, sorry, I didn't upload yet. No, I forgot to upload. Oh, pictures gone. Oh, sermons gone. Also, sermon got a lot in the phone. Everything. Oh, I tell you, tup, my heart sank. I think they saw my face. Eh? But then I said, God, I am just depend on you. I just asked you to help me. Lah. So, never mind. Tup, Dubai, went off to Israel. God is so good, you know. God prepared another phone for me. Not give me, lah, lend me, you know. God lent me a phone, a Samsung phone. Yeah, Samsung and iPhone, I have to learn again. Huh? But not so bad. La. It's quite easy, la, Samsung. Huh? So for that two weeks in Israel, I used a Samsung phone. And not too bad. So. And you know, I was in the global gathering. I was there. I, of course, I prayed. I said, God, please help me find a phone. Da, 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 oh Lord. And I wrote in. You have, in Emirates, Emirates uh, you fly Emirates. If you lose anything, you can write in. Then they will reply you and say, sorry, we have not found your phone. Huh? So they reply, there's no phone yet. Uh, if anything, we'll call you. I, uh, so, so sad. Then after that, one day I was worshipping. Wow. Worship, worship, cry, cry, cry. Oh, Then I thought my phone. I said, hey, uh, should I ask God now? Huh? Because you know, that time uh, we have seen him. Uh, remember, the, the, we have seen him. It was like, oh God! I was like lost in the presence of God, really lost, really enjoying His presence, just worshiping Him. Then the phone came, you know, ding. wow, distraction already. I said, no, no, not concentrate on. I just want to enjoy the presence of God, and I just worship, 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 and I don't care. I said, God, no phone, no phone, no. I never mind. I want to worship You, and I just spent time in His presence. And this was the time I really understood. Look, but, uh, Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full into his wonderful face, and the things of the world will go strangely dim. It was like, really? You no, know, just wanted to worship the Lord. So, okay, after that, on the way back from Israel, <clears throat> we also stopped by to Dubai. Lah. So I said, okay, never mind, one more rhyme. Let's try. We prayed already, the team prayed already. And I went to Lost and found, Uh I lost my phone two weeks ago. that I tell the same story. Okay, what is your phone like? Uh, try to remember. I think, okay, it's red color. Got 50 ringgit inside. Uh, got one card, no, UOB, OUB card, and someone's card. Uh, only 50 ringgit, uh, 50 something, lah. got a few dollars, I think some. Huh? Uh, <coughs> red color. Then the phone again. Any phone like that? My iPhone 6S. Uh, no, no, no red cover. What? No red cover. There's no red cover. Oh. Gone no, huh? no red cover, they found another phone, but no red cover. Definitely your cover, you nobody will switch your phone cover, right? So no cover Ayuh. Then they said, oh, but something suit uh, uh exactly what you said. Maybe the fifty ringgit gate, huh? help well, huh? fifty ringgit got got a lot of other people, but this isn't fifty ringgit, so show I'm a Malaysian. And then they say, Okay, maybe what's your password? I gave my password. It opened. Then I said Wow, two weeks, ah. They said they brought my phone, right? after a long time, they brought my phone. Before my transit, I'm going to go off already, you know, quickly. Eh? 10, still got 10% battery. After two weeks, you know. God kept the battery, Ten, eh, 10% to help me passport. Uh, a passport uh, And then I said, eh? My phone, man, Red color, what? Red color. I must come down lah, to show you something. He said, no, no. Not red color. Maybe I color blind. <laughs> See not red color, pink color. <laughs> pink color, God, yeah. Let's give the Lord a hand for God this is good. Let's have a word lah. Who many say pink color? Put up your hand. How many say red color? Put up your hand. You also color blind lah. They say it's pink color but I say a no la Dark pink, light red. Truly, God is so awesome. They say, lost already two weeks back and fine. Wow, God is good. Think of it. Huh? Tak <laughs> We have a personal testimony. We have powerful testimonies to share about our lives. Just now I said about that healing. When we were in the Philippines, we saw healing. People's ears open up. I think they were here. People's having back aches. When they bend, like, oh, no more pain. Oh, powerful testimony. You have a testimony. And of course, my part two, which I mean the part B is the area of how people respond. When you have this testimony, is powerful revelation of God. How do you respond? Some people will respond in amazement. You know, wow, powerful, powerful. But it never led to faith. It never led to them doing something. They would say, yeah, whoo, amazed. God, cool, man. Ooh, that's what happened to you. Wow. But it never led to anything for the glory of God. Of course, here we see Mary too. Mary treasured in her heart. Keeping it close to her heart. There are things that happen. Yes, we keep close to her heart. But we need to spread the word like a shepherd. Spread the word. Glorify the Lord. Praise the Lord with all these experiences of God. You have a story to tell. Christmas story becomes our story. It was a Christian story about Jesus for coming for us. And become a story because it impacts our life. You have a story to tell. Let's go out and tell the story. Last night, I went to a cell group. And one night, of course, they had good food. But what I enjoyed most were the stories they told. The stories they told about how God changed their life. As he said about how He was before Christ. Terrible husband, always drinking and doing all stuff, you know, and, and not interested in God. But How God found him. He gave glory to God. Alex shared about how he, you know, when he became a Christian, how he said, God, I want to overcome my smoking. And with that prayer, you know, powerful how God helped him. I enjoy hearing all the testimony of the salvation. And this Christmas, we have a powerful testimony spread that spread that and what we can do also we can this, we have run out of this but take photos of this and send out as pastor Gwen was saying right take pictures whatsapp group send to everybody you know we always send about the good food we eat yeah, nah, nah? all the food we eat the best chakritia in town everywhere we send and spread this all this good things are happening the Christmas next week our Christmas hope Let's spread it around. Let's stand to it as we close in prayer. Thank you, Lord.